0: Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode. If you're one of those people, I hope you enjoyed the conversation and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Cheers, my friend. You got anything to drink over there today? (laughs) That works That works, that's better than nothing So I'm sitting here today, let me take a sip real quick Let the beat ride, I'm gonna take a sip (sighs) A nice Sunday brew I'm sitting here today with my dude Coming on last minute I appreciate you, Cody Newkirk Of the band White Thrash Make some noise for the internet my dude How you living? How you living, my friend?
1: Good, man. Good. Enjoying this nice Sunday. The sun's out, you know. I'm kind of avoiding the sun. I got a new tattoo. Okay. Attracted to it, you know, but uh, other than that, cleaning up the room, getting ready for a work week, you know, normal shit.
0: Yeah. What'd you get a tattoo of? I
1: got a a possum, a thrash possum. A thrash possum. Yeah, he's got a sweet little vest on. I don't know if I can get him in here, but he's pretty cool. Tilt this thing down. He's playing guitar, and he's super gnarly.
0: That is is so fucking sick. So I already mentioned it for anyone that doesn't know you. You do play in a band called White Thrash. You are a guitar player, and you guys are a lot of fucking fun. I appreciate – just want to get this out here. I appreciate your – unapologetic having funness that you guys have i think it's something that's much needed nowadays in general but particularly in the realm of heavy metal because like i take heavy metal seriously but also like if it's not fun why the fuck would you even want to do it
1: right man it's like you know we 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 are real unapologetic i mean not to say that it's a gimmick or anything we are really nice dudes but we uh that's just how we run it man you know let's we do what we want when we want and you know we try to keep it that way i mean we don't push out to hurt anybody's feelings or do anything but we just kind of do our own thing you know what i'm saying and i don't know it's just like the old school punk bands you know i i kind of always like the the hardcore punk feel with the heavy metal riffs you know what I mean? It's like the 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 crossover thing, anarchy. It's good.
0: Yeah, it's good. like uh, uh, like early Metallica before they got too good at ripping. Yeah. you know,
1: well,
0: before well, they, like, before someone was like, let's put an acoustic guitar in here. Yeah, but yeah. Before
1: <laughs> they were like, All right, <laughs> nothing let's
0: this. A, Yeah, nothing against any of that. You know, obviously, I love that shit. But uh, yeah.
1: I mean, I mean. I'm a really I'm a riff heavy dude, you know. Like I I I play a little bit of leads. I can I can do the shreddy stuff to an extent, but I I worship the riff (laughs) in in, in that groove. You know, it's just like we like the the fast, you know, almost like you want to run off the stage type riff. It's 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 just our bag.
0: Absolutely, man. So, what can you tell me just about like your start, like getting into metal and guitar and all that shit? Was there like anything in particular that was like, this is fucking it, man?
1: Yeah, man. My dad and my uncle were in a cover band. And believe it or not, it was actually a country
0: band. Okay. Uh, But it was music.
1: So, I I dug it. My uncle had a real deep voice. He could sing real good. And uh, my dad can just about play anything on guitar. Well, when I got old enough to start playing guitar, my dad was jamming a lot of rock and roll. I mean, he I think he always did, but maybe I noticed it more. And it was Van Halen, man. It was Kiss. I found my dad's old Kiss records and uh like Van Halen 1984 and it was a rap from there. <laughs> and then my uncle, you know, my uncles were like into Megadeth. My uncle Kurt was really big into Megadeth and had like, you know, skull, spiderweb tattoos, you know. It was just like metal was always so cool and my mom was really she was cool she liked me playing guitar It had a volume knob I could put my headphones on you know she was real real into it I never really got censored musically so I could push it hard in the metal you know album covers my mom as long as she knew I wasn't like Taking the Cannibal Corpse album cover seriously, I could listen to whatever. I,
0: I, I <laughs> yeah, I have a really similar background because, you know, I'm 30, I'm turning 35 this year, and my parents were like really young when they had me, like 17, 18. So when yeah. I was like, you know, four or five, my dad's like 23, 22, and yeah. like you know he was all into like Metallica and Megadeth, and he had a couple Cannibal Corpse tapes laying around in the tape thing. Yeah. I remember like looking at the like the Tomb of the mutil- Mutilated uh, cassette tape when I was a kid and just being like, this is the scariest thing I ever saw. Like putting yeah. it back and like not opening up the not like looking at that for like a really long time.
1: right like this is like i i remember cc when i seen that stuff i think it was slayer show no mercy you know i seen that album cover and i was like (gasps) and it and i loved it i was like i had to have it you know what i mean like everything super from the artwork to the and i cop
0: yo your audio cut out hey cody yo 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 cody years old okay oh yeah yeah I, I, I was saying the audio cut out for a second so whatever Uh-oh. whatever you just said about the slayer album cover went away but you're back so let's, let's talk about that again real quick
1: no either way the, the show no mercy album cover just got me man i love that that was just so rad to me it stuck out to me i had to i had to just be around it all the time that and the music the riffs everything when i was young just kind of stuck out because my my parents were musical, you know, so I paid attention to the riffs and the tone and everything was a big deal. And then Cowboys from Hell, that album kind of sealed the deal. It was like Phil's vocals, which that's my that. And the, I, I love all Pantera, but like that later stuff got real dark. His vocals really weren't that some songs it did it for me, but some it did, you know, it yeah. really didn't I'm like I like the 80s Phil. Um and that was it, man. That's that that sealed the deal. I mean, I I was into metal from that point on. I mean, I listen to a lot of hip hop. I love a lot of music in general, reggae stuff like that. But I love metal. You know, cutting trees like I cut down trees for a living. So <laughs> you can just rip into giant trees with chainsaws and listen yeah. to like you know whatever you want, and it's it's good for that.
0: Are we around the same age? Are you in your thirties? Yeah, I'm 32. Okay, cool. All right. So we come from like a pretty similar background where like, I think like what radio music was when we were like kids, like it was like cool to like everything, you know, like it wasn't weird when I was in like, you know, grade school and middle school to like, you know, like uh, Blink-182 and Slipknot and Rage Against the Machine or Orgy or Lincoln park like all that like radio stuff was so varied but it wasn't weird to like all of it
1: uh-uh, i it wasn't man i remember you know i would go from listening to snot and listening to seven dust you know and then i would i would switch over to listening to like napalm death and and you know even get into like i even listened to ace of bass like i was raised by a single mom for the most part of <laughs> I me mean, my dad was always out but like my mom listened to cool shit and i would get into it you know all that if it had a beat and I could bob my head to it and find the the knock in it, I dug it. Period. I, I really didn't care what it was. And then, like in high school, I started playing in metal bands and, and starting bands and stuff. And it was like people would hang out with me and be like, "Dude, I couldn't, I can't."
0: That audio is cutting out again. I'm not too sure why it's doing it. Can you hear me at all? I can't hear you. Okay, now it's back. Okay, now we're back. Yeah.
1: Yeah, my internet says it's full bore. I don't know what the deal is.
0: Yeah, let me make sure it's not me. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm supposedly connected as well, so I don't know.
1: Yeah, my, mine says strong signal.
0: I don't know. Maybe <laughs> it's today it's all good let's just keep fucking let's keep rolling with it so in terms of like you know all the heavy metal and playing guitar when did you finally get to start playing in bands and what was it like like actually writing songs versus like you know just like learning songs that you loved growing up
1: i my best friend in high school man he uh was a drummer. He was taking drum lessons at a music store and uh, they were, they were older than me. They were a grade. They were in my sister's grade. And I thought they were so cool because they listened to all the same music I did. And I would skateboard with them from time to time, but I really wasn't in the click. Well, one day they were talking about jamming and I had already been playing guitar for years. Uh, so I got the invite to go over and I think I ripped on like some master of puppets and played some old death tunes or something. And, uh, they were, you know, I was in the club and they were my best friends. Well, my buddy that was the drummer, he ended up playing guitar with me, and he is still to this day one of the most creative dudes I ever met. Uh, John Tani's his name, by the way. we will probably see this later. He'll get a kick out of this, but uh, it it was cool. And he was so creative, he would write these riffs. And when he would show me riffs, it would really bring something out of me. I'd be like, okay, I see how he's doing it, because I didn't have any theory training. I really didn't know much, but bar chords and. It was just like finding what sounded good. So we just started writing tons of music at like 14, 15 and just stayed in the band. And we probably played in the basement for two years and then started playing in Kent State, the Robin Hood, Screwy Louis, Akron, up in Akron at the Voodoo and Cleveland Peabody's. You know, we all those bands were big at the time. Mushroomhead, Chimera. So the scene was strong and that's where it started. And then I moved down here to cut trees and joined a punk band
0: and
1: <laughs> was in a punk band for a little bit met danny the drummer in white thrash and me and him clicked it's such a fast-paced level that we just when the punk band was falling apart we had just kind of decided to uh get thrashy you know and i music and i always played music even when i wasn't in a band i still was writing songs and you know, doing stuff. I got Fruity Loops on my computer. I make rap beats when I'm bored, you know, just like completely (laughs) just whatever, you know, that would be creating. No doubt. No,
0: No doubt. I'm curious, you know, I'm always interested when I'm talking with like metal dudes, especially guitar players. As you got into writing songs and playing in bands, was there anything that you grew an appreciation for as a musician that maybe like when you were younger, you didn't get, or just didn't give a fuck about like did like learning how to write and play, change your mind about any artists.
1: Oh my goodness. So much, man. So much. You know, I used to be such a, you know, if the riff wasn't there, I was just like, you know, whatever, but song, you know, constructing a song is really hard and it's most harder to do with less
0: The shit cut out again. I think we just got to be patient. And wait for it to come back. Just keep. Let's keep. Let's keep rolling with it. Let's keep rolling with it. Man, it ain't yeah, ba- there. It is. There, there, it, there is. it is. It just seems like it happens every few minutes. That's cool. All right. So, writing songs.
1: <laughs> yeah, but 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 you know, just what were we talking about? Writing songs. We're talking it? about like uh. Oh, if it, yeah. Well, it's just like you know those old blues players. Their solos are, are are pentatonic scale, real real easy. But the feeling and the note expression in them things, and and really putting into a song more than ability is what I grew respect for. Yeah, like that- okay, you can shred, you're fast, but uh, make me feel something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that 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 type of thing. I grew a lot more respect for as I started writing more music. I was just kind of like you know, wow, it it takes more than ability to actually be a good musician. I mean, you you have to be able to make people feel things or you're hit.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely, dude. I say this all the time that like, you know, music is a, it's a language, right? Everybody's a a cliche, but it's a, it's a conversation between you and the person listening to it. And if the person doesn't understand the language that you're speaking how mon- How long do you expect them to listen? That's like, if you're just wanking on guitar all the time, like some people can appreciate it a bit, but to some right. degree, like you need to be able to connect. And that yeah. th- that nuance of just feeling, feeling is so much more important to me in music over technicality pretty much any day.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, like I, and you know, it 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 really is like you... That's why I love the blues and I love older rock and roll. You know what I mean? Because just with some bar chords and you know a nice catchy chorus, you know, really would really would make a song what it is. Uh, some of some of my favorite songs ain't nothing before chords and a nice guitar solo. You know, and and that's changed over time. You know, when I was younger, it was like it had to be ripping guitar solos and blast beats and guttural's, and now I like. You know, I like clean vocals a little more. I like, you know, vocal harmonies, just stuff I never really paid attention to when I was younger.
0: Dude, it's so funny. I've been like spending the past few days just no for no particular reason. But uh, just going back and like listening to all these albums that I haven't listened to since like high school. Yeah. And like a lot of metal stuff, because like I've gone through all these weird phases of, you know, like basically like growing up with the Metallica and the Megadeth and all that stuff. And then, you know, like green day Dookie came out. So it's like, of course, then I go into my whole punk phase skateboarding around yeah. all the epitaph records bands, all that shit. And then like Dillinger escape plan happened. And then like, then it's all chaos from there. Then I'm like listening to weird math rock and weird grind core for a long time. And then, but, right. but then like now, like I, i've been like going back and i've like spent like pretty much the past week listening to nothing but like nevermore and dark tranquility and like all this like progressive thrashy stuff and i'm like fuck man like i haven't listened to these albums in 10 years and they're so fucking good yeah
1: yeah well that happened to me you know like after we played that show with you guys a band and you you know you guys you guys rocked it and like i always love darkest hour and like you guys like reminded me of them not like you know these dudes sound like darkest hour but like uh, these dudes have that feeling yeah. of you know what i mean like I, I, and i pulled up i pulled up uh uh what's that album i listened to it like the whole next week after we jammed with you guys just because it felt good to like listen to that again i forgot all about that album i think it was
0: was it hidden hands or deliver us
1: no, the one with Sound of Surrender and Low and uh, fuck, I can't remember the name of it now. It's got Sound hum- of Surrender, human Low. Human Romance?
0: No. I'm bad at album titles. Me too. I'm terrible. Was oh, like, just like like early one? Like So Sedated? Was it an, uh, Is it an old, older one? All this I'm stuff gonna, gets, it doesn't really matter, but
1: yeah, uh, it, it, blend, it, it blends into my mind, but I, 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 found out about that album. And then I found out, I found the misery signals album again, mm. uh, you know, just a lot of that stuff. Like I, Candyria, 300% density, uh, totally forgot about that band. And then I was on like a century media thing reading on my phone and was like, Oh, I dug out. I still had 300% density, you know, that's a yeah. great album. Candyria blew my mind. It was like, you know, just another album to get tripped out on again after 15 years, you know?
0: It's so wild, like, as we're, you know, we're not getting any younger, but, like, you know, all these, like, so many albums that, like, have shaped my existence are, like, all turning 20. Yeah. I think, like, I think White Pony is the most recent one. I've been seeing a lot of people posting about that, and that's 20 years old now. Dude, the Deftones albums were were pretty amazing. They were they're almost
1: mood albums. Like I'm not gonna lie, I love the Deftones, but I can't just fire them up and, and listen to them. It's almost like I have to fall into that to that Deftones mood, which is a great mood. I, I I love it, but it's like one of those things that we just talked about. You you forget about them for a little bit, and then you stumble on them again, and it's great.
0: Yeah, dude. There's like there's just there's too many fucking bands. Yeah. So, you know, with that being said, why, why do we do this?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's true, man. I I have thought about that. You know, I've, I've reached points in my like creativity where I'm like, why am I like doing, you know, like I've, I've, I've done that, but then there's nothing else I'd rather do, you know, like it, it, I, it's almost like when you do music and you, you, of course you set goals for yourself, but, i don't really i'm having fun right now you know what i mean i it could go no bigger than this for me and i would still be having a blast so that that's one of the reasons why i continue to do it just because it's 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 fun i feel you
0: dude i've been of the mindset over the past couple years where it's like for me it's not about like making it it's just about like meeting people like you and like yeah just like connecting with other humans and like you know finding a way in my mid-30s to still find new motherfuckers that like the same dumb shit that i do
1: exactly man and that's how else it, can
0: i do it it's just like well yeah. you know we drive to a venue out in the middle of nowhere scream in a basement and the people that are there are probably cool that's how yeah, you exactly, man. Exactly. <laughs> and,
1: that, and, and, and that's the perfect way to go about it like i love those You know, like I remember playing, we played in Columbus somewhere and it was, it was empty, you know, but we had such a good time kicking it with the other bands. And I don't think that they had expected that they were all kind of bummed at first, but we were like, dudes, we're away from home. It's good to meet you guys. You know, let's, let's hang out. You know what I mean? Let's, let's have fun for the eight people that are here or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. I had a blast either way, you know?
0: Yeah, so that's a funny tie-in to everything that we're dealing with now and, you know, the whole uh, COVID-19, end-of-the-world pandemic stuff, you know? uh, Everybody's, you know, sweating, you know, we won't be able to play shows with, like, more than 50 people. I'm like, motherfucker, when have I ever played a show with more than 50 people anyways? (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly, you know? I mean, I just i i think that it will all come back i mean I, I do have a little bit of faith in humans i mean i hope that they can pull it together but you see some of this stuff now and it's just like hard to watch it's like dude what are we doing you know like the dudes that don't want to wear the mask to go in the convenience store for two minutes to get yeah. a cater but, but just put, put
0: your mask on you know what i mean and- it's like these motherfuckers have such a fragile ego that they just can't respect their neighbors Right. But at the same time, these will be these people that are all like that are like, you know, all about like, oh, community, we need to come together and blah, blah, blah. But it can't affect me. Right. It's it's just like for me, it's like I'm, you know, I've been pretty vocal about like, you know, I don't think we need to be fucking wearing masks, but I will wear one just because I am a respectful member of society and it's not that big of a fucking deal.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I look at it like, you know, I'll bet that that lady behind the register or that guy behind the register, he doesn't want to wear that mask either. And I don't want to wear it. But, you know what, bro, if you got to wear it and I'm just coming in there to get my coffee and my Gatorade before I go cut trees, I'm going to wear it. You know, I wear it more for the employees than I do me. They don't like watching. You know, I've been that guy you get petty mad when you're at work, you know, and Yeah. people just walk in without their mask on, and they're like, dude, my boss has almost fired me six times today because I ain't had my mask over my nose. You just come in here with your t-shirt on. Like, mm. you know, I, I, just, I just seem to comply just for, just to keep it moving, man, you know, no ripples. Keep it smooth.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've seen, you know, people arguing about freedoms and all that stuff, and like, I get it, but also, like, tone it fucking down like you know i haven't like half these motherfuckers i haven't heard them like talk about anything or fight for anything ever and now all of a sudden the mask is the thing it's like okay there's plenty of other things going on right now that we could be putting energy into just yeah wear the fucking mask dude but uh you know and in regards to the shows like you know we we have, um, Gray Walker has a couple shows already booked, like end of July, early August <laughs> stuff's happening. Uh, yeah, we're, we're playing in Akron somewhere and then we're playing. Oh, out. Yeah.
1: yeah. We're at up there. That's where I'm from. I you mean, know what,
0: well, dude? I, I don't know the name of the fucking club because I wasn't, I wasn't handling the correspondence on it. I just know that we're, we're going I to Akron.
1: It's the Empire, man. The Empire is an awesome venue in Akron. They got a gear caddy, helps you carry your gear in. They got a nice backstage, super nice stage, really nice sound. Um, That's a great venue up there.
0: I'll have to uh, I'll have to look into it. Maybe I'll, I'll look that up now. So in terms of like you know the band and everything with what you guys are doing, I guess let me uh, let me pull this up now because I have I got your little band picture pulled up here. I can uh, I could yeah. sh- show it off real quick. So White Thrash is the band that you're playing in right now. You got uh, a bunch of handsome gentlemen in this band <laughs> with you, and yeah. uh, you know what have you guys been up to? You practicing at all? You got anything coming oh, up? Man yeah we
1: we practice once a week you know sometimes me and the drummer meet up or me and me and kyle skype a lot we're worse we're on it we got another record written you know we're working on kind of two at the same time right now which is a bit weird creatively of course okay. um but uh we're still writing man we're going hard we're gonna try and get our next album out before the years kaput but uh we'll see i want to do a little bit more production this time doing a little bit more pre-pro we're gonna get in delving
0: uh-oh the audio cut out real quick <laughs> this is the 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 universal audio cut out symbol right here but uh while we wait for that to come back in since i don't know why it's not fucking working uh yeah, i'll try to try right.
1: make it a little, a little fuller
0: all right the audio cut out that whole time that you were talking again but uh, oh. <laughs> but uh, I got your bandcamp page pulled up here with uh the stuff that you've released so far to date and I don't
1: uh, know if everything is on the bandcamp okay I'm not sure. I I I don't know if both albums are on there or not it looks I like know. there's
0: only one on here is everything else on spotify or something
1: everything shit? else is on like apple music spotify okay. poser exposure isn't on bandcamp but it's on everything else we got to fix that
0: yeah all right well anyways you can find this music and you know you were just talking about the production on the new stuff you just want to get more into the production on that
1: yeah man we just want to get more into it see what we we can really get out of ourselves you know what i mean we're we're kind of pushing all of ourselves real hard on this album and and we're real pumped it's got a we we're naming it slam barbecue you know, <laughs> classic, classic trailer park showdown you know uh-huh. i uh it's it's gonna be a good one, man. It's it's got some longer songs on it. I'm sure people aren't expecting that from us. You know, our songs are pretty short, crossover okay. tune, but we got some longer ones on there, some real heavy ones on there. It's it's gonna be killer.
0: That's exciting. I think that it's cool that you guys are like still like okay, well, we're going to find a way to you know, move forward and grow as a band because you don't want to write just the fucking same songs over and right. over again, you know?
1: Right. Which is easy to do. I mean, you know, that's if you rush it, you end up kind of kind of pushing the uh, the thing and then you end up rewriting the same songs. You know, what I, I probably threw away an album before I started bringing the new tunes in just because I was being so harsh on myself. And I know Kyle was doing the same thing as well, just just breaking these riffs down so yeah we're just going to take our time with it and when we come out it's it's going to be the best we could do you know we're pretty
0: we're pretty excited that's what's up i'll tell you this i think it's a goddamn national tragedy that we've only played one show together i just want to throw oh, that man, out there man. real quick
1: yeah well, we, we, you know hopefully everything gets pumping and and we we get a a nice jump you know people hopefully this makes people appreciate what they were missing you know some people go to shows, and then they quit going, and then the minute they can't go, they're sitting at home in quarantine, and they're like, man, I'd kill to go to a show, you know? So I'm, I'm hoping that these, these next years after this bring a nice little spike to our our community, you know, kind of bump up attendance, bump up the creativity and the, and the, the content that's coming out, you know? I, I, I look forward to be more positive than negative.
0: 100% So I actually pulled up We're playing at a place in Akron Called The Vortex
1: Oh dude The Vortex used to be a strip club That's funny <laughs> brother, that's really I've played The Vortex that's a, that's a pretty cool club It's like a heavy metal club now It used to be a, a strip club Called Ecstasy Okay Pretty sure that's the one But uh, it's cool man It's 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 a great venue
0: Alright word Well that that's where we're going to be Doing the thing I'm excited I'm going to I'm going to Ask where the titties are at as soon as I walk in there, I guess. Yeah,
1: I must in there and be like, where are them titties at now? <laughs> uh, I might have to come to that show, man. When is
0: that? Uh July 31st. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah, ages. My, my, doors six, show seven. Free pool. They got free pool there? They got pool tables? Game on. Yeah. yeah, We're playing with a band we're playing with um let me see here. Who the fuck are we playing with? We're playing with uh uh treffine treffine i don't know how to pronounce that i think we played with them before at west side bowl and they were pretty cool and then uh, a band called daggers and another band that has a logo on this flyer that i cannot read
1: unreadable
0: yeah let me see if it was in the in the message here do you are you still connected with any bands from that area um
1: not really man the bands that i played with a long time ago don't really jam anymore there was like a death metal band named shotgun sodomy um bands like hate theory which i don't know if they're still doing their thing um okay no not really i mean there's a couple bands up in cleveland that we've made friends with we jammed with the assault guys um dead earth is up there we jammed with them Um, nervous aggression is in ohio but they're kind of more columbus so not not really
0: it looks like the logo that i can't read was a band called paradox rift
1: Hmm. sounds cool man
0: yeah there's it's it's really funny like how often the bands will rotate out like if you just like Don't play shows for six months. It's a whole different thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's
1: there's like new bands. You know, you're like whoa.
0: And I feel like that's not unique to any city. Even in Pittsburgh, that's a thing because uh, my my buddy Jake, who plays in Post Mortal Possession, hit me up. Uh, He asked us to play a show that we couldn't do, but he was like, "Do you know of any bands? Like, I don't I don't know anybody that's playing." And I was like. Fuck. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. Shit, dude. Uh, but yeah. So yeah, we got shows
1: booked too. Like we got horrid fest August 1st at the sub Alpine, mm. And, uh, I want to say August 22nd, we're headed to Fort Wayne, Indiana. I mean, I'm still waiting to kind of hear back on that, but I haven't heard that it's kaputs. So, you know, we'll see.
0: So when it comes to, you know, a band like white thrash, who is, again, self-aware, a lot of fun, but simultaneously you take what you do very seriously, you know. How does yeah. you and your homies balance like party and being serious? Well, you know, we're we kind of look at it like
1: practice is like work. I mean, we we are real good buds. We really don't argue at all. Um we get to jamming pretty swell. So the work is almost like not work, at least not yet. I mean, we're only like three or four years deep. We really haven't been a band that long. Um, but you know, it's, it's pretty easy for us to separate. We're not really huge partiers. You know, we, uh, we party at shows, you know, we'll drink at shows and, and hang out. But, uh, at practice, man, we're just so on the content. You know, we're so on just beating it down and, and and getting it right. That's almost fun. That's almost a party for us in general. You know, let's push the BPMs. We like BPM parties. You know, I
0: <laughs> dude, I love that. Yeah, it's it's we're um with Greywalker, we we were actually supposed to be recording like this week. But that isn't happening now, obviously, because we couldn't practice for like two months. Right. Uh, But now we are practicing again regularly, and we're hammering in this new stuff. Hopefully going to do pre-production in the next couple weeks, and then hopefully we'll still be able to get into the studio. I think instead of a full length at this point, we're just going to do an EP because like everything that's going on, we just want to kind of get something out faster. And like also, like I'm an album guy, but I know everybody else these days really isn't. So uh, maybe it's kind of a waste of time to put out a full length these days. I don't know. What are your feelings on that?
1: My, I, you know what, man, I go back and forth. I have often thought about just recording like as much as I can, like two albums worth of stuff and then releasing several EPs. And then I've also gone through like, no, I'm just going to, to put this out you know i'm just gonna put this album out but you're you're right people seem to cater more towards the you know your three four song ep or, or whatever else i just think the album reigns supreme i like albums i think it's more of a complete project it's it's you know, yeah
0: as as an artist i totally agree with you but like mm-hmm. as a listener it's like even like going back and listening to like these old albums that I was telling you about. Like, I'm listening to like the first five or six songs, and it's like, well, now I'm getting out of the car. Now I'm going, I'm doing this, you know, I and mean? I don't have yeah. like a whole like 40 fucking minutes to dedicate the shit anymore. So yes. it's like, if I can't do that, even with stuff that I love to death, it's like, how am I going to convince people that are either my friends or that barely know me to listen to more than 15 or 20 minutes of my fucking band?
1: See that's about that's almost how I gauge how I listen like the 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 albums that I can listen to from front to back I own on vinyl because I'm not skipping songs I'm not jumping tunes I'm not I'm listening to that album from front you know from from top to bottom so you just play it on the vinyl you know but yeah. I, I as a listener I agree with you I do a lot of jumping around I'll jump from here to from this to that to you know it's I don't know that's that's a good one,
0: you know. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think that it's really important to acknowledge your own behavior as a listener in order to understand how other listeners yes. are. Yep, very uh, true.
1: Yeah, it's just no, you, know. you don't remember to think like either when you're when you're. It's it's hard to not be selfish when you're thinking about your your content. You know, you're you're making an album or whatever. You get so Jonesed out are like, let's put it out right now. Let's get this, you know, it, it's hard to, to, to abide yourself and, and not just think about what you want, you know, got to slow down every once in a while and be
0: like, well, what do our fans want?
1: You know, what do they, what, what do we think they would want?
0: You know? Yeah. Do you feel like you guys are like in a position where like you have fans that you need to like cater to, or do you just feel like you're more or less just have like a big group of friends?
1: We just kind of look at it as like a general, you know, if somebody was to hear us or we were to come on there, Spotify or, or whatever, you know, would that fit? You know, would we fit?
0: The audio's out again. <laughs> God damn it.
1: I think we have seas of people that love our band for sure, you know what I mean? But we do kind of look at it like they are there. It's good to think of it like there are people because someday there could be. So if you think like that, you're almost kinda of ready for
0: it. I like that attitude. So outside of music is there anything that you are, like, obsessed with or anything that you put a lot of time into outside of playing guitar?
1: Yeah, man. I mean, I'm a I'm an arborist. You know, I'm a huge, like, nerd. Like, I love trees, photosynthesis, meristematic activity. I'm all about all sorts of, you know, biology. But I really love 90s BMX bikes. I freaking love them. <laughs> Like I have so many BMX bikes My nephew's into them I I get him cranked up on them And build and wrench on them I'm part of a cool little BMX club in Pittsburgh And we ride around It's a bunch of older guys I just, you know I like like the 90s, let's say that I was was born (laughs) in 80 I love pogs and baseball cards And comic books And BMX bikes And all that
0: No shit So, yeah, like I had my extreme sports days as a youth Um, you know I I don't I I have a bike it's not a BMX bike I have a bike that I ride a lot Um, I used to skate when I was a kid but I didn't keep up with any of that shit I, uh, I actually had a really bad arm break when I was a little younger. I had a double compound fracture in this arm, and it looked like the letter Z, you know, from the uh, American alphabet. Yeah. And that happened when I was like maybe 11. And after that, dude, I could never like go hard. Like I could never, I could never escape that yeah because i broke my arm skating when i was a kid and then like i just never let it go
1: maybe maybe
0: i'm a little bitch i don't know i just
1: i was i was the same way man like the one thing i liked about bikes was just like wrenching on them and cruising them around because bikes look cool i just you know i always thought that was cool when i was a kid and that's how you got around but like we were into skateboarding and the minute we all started the band. It was like, all right, we're done breaking ankles and getting chased off of church properties. <laughs> uh, you know, let's yeah. just go. Let's go get someone to buy some beer and go rip on these guitars. Uh, it, it, it was pretty much a no-brainer. Now, I love skateboarding. I think it's rad. I, I think professional extreme athletes are just awesome but i don't have the courage (laughs) to do that that i'm a tree climber so like i don't get too wild man i I, my job is dangerous enough as it is so i gotta watch my hobbies i can't be out breaking bones yeah you know missing work
0: my dad uh worked at an auto body shop for a large majority of the time and uh he got really into building low rider bikes yeah and uh and he built me this super sick uh, Schwinn low rider when I was a kid with like the high rise banana seat. And he fucking yes. like he like took the the frame into the auto body shop and painted it like the sick green with car paint and like did the whole fucking thing up. I have no fucking idea where that fucking bike is now. I wish I still fucking had it. Um, there was a lot of weird shit that happened with like my family when I was a teenager, and you know I don't really talk to them anymore, but. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyways, stuff was cool for a while when I was a kid, for sure. Yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's a little bit of that probably in all of our childhood, you know, yeah. I- I've lost so many bikes, you know, having them here, having them there and then never going back there. And it's, uh, which is cool, you know, cause I, I got a nephew and he's real into the bikes. That's what got me back into it was he was one bikes. And so I was like, man, I'll cruise with you and I'm a type one diabetic. So I need that exercise. Like I, uh, I hit a bike ride every morning before work. You know, no sometime, yeah, sometimes in the evenings, man, get the blood flowing, throw the headphones on, and just cruise. You know, it's it it really is a so, good thing.
0: Fuck, man! Like, what was it like? You know, being a, a young a young human being and discovering that you are a type one diabetic. Like, what kind of a shift was that for your life, dude? That's nuts.
1: It was it was pretty whack, man. I'm, I was like nine years old and. uh, no no kid at nine years old wants to be told he can't trick-or-treat anymore. <laughs> uh, which, that yeah. being said, I did. You know, I, I trick-or-treated still and then sold my candy at the bus stop.
0: Oh, fuck. Hell yeah, Not
1: dude. even kidding. It was great. <laughs> uh, it, it was just it, – it sucked. You know, it, it definitely sucks to have to quit playing. You know, hey, guys, I got to go home and test my sugar and take my shot. And hopefully my sugar's good so I can come back outside and play. Yeah. You know, it was uh, it was kind of a pain, but that threw me more into my guitar. Um, when my sugar would be high, and my mom would kind of want me to stay around the house so she could, you know, make sure I was okay, I could just pound my guitar, and she could keep an eye on me, and I would be okay with that, you know. So it was it was good. Plus, I you know my friends were real supportive. You know, not all not all type one diabetics are saints. It's hard to not eat potatoes and candy and know you have those
0: times when you can't eat eat potatoes
1: you well you're not supposed to i can i mean i can eat just about anything i want but potatoes carbohydrates it's such a harsh carbohydrate man it attacks your body so tough sure i I eat more of like rice okay
0: um yeah like what what is your diet like
1: uh you know my diet changed it up quite a bit here recently for like the last couple months i don't eat a lot of bread afternoon i don't Eat too many potatoes anymore, you know, unless I'm hitting it hard. I do a big tree or jamming. Sometimes jamming takes it out of me and I can get a nice meal after that. But the diet's pretty much rice, uh, meat, and some broccoli and cauliflower, you know. You keep it pretty simple. Keep it pretty simple, you know. That's the best way. The, the main thing for a lot of diabetics is you don't necessarily have to beat the diet over your head. You can more or less just eat. If you started eating at the same time every day, um, and getting your body used to a medication rotation or schedule, um, it does a lot for you. So, and I've lucked out because my job's real physical. So I'm working all day. I get a lot of exercise, which is good for me. Um, you know, it's the diet is, is definitely tricky because there's days I'm just like, man, I want a large fry and six cheeseburgers and yeah, it's not always, and it's not always possible, you know?
0: Yeah, I imagine it's probably a bit of a nightmare right. on the well, road like, if, if you're ever playing shows out of town and doing shit like that.
1: Right, and it is, you know, and, and all the guys in White Thrash know, you know, they, they know what to do um, if anything was to happen, but I owe it to them to pretty much make sure that it doesn't. So I I try to stay on top of it, you know what I mean? So we've never really traveled too far. We went to Buffalo and played a show, you know, we haven't really toured yet but uh i'm ready for it when it happens you know i'm not going to really let you know an insulin shot
0: take <laughs> yeah you know? yeah so that's, that's fucking wild man like i i uh i've been pretty i think i guess lucky through the course of my days to not have to worry too much about like what i'm eating here or there there's nothing weird with me aside from the fact that like you know, I drink too much beer and then I gain weight and then I can't fucking play a half hour set without feeling like a fucking right. pile of shit. Right. Cause like, dude, I didn't like really drink at all until I was like 23. Right. So like, there was this really weird shift because like from the time that I was like 17 to like, you know, my mid 20s playing shows, I was like, you know, energy, energy. run around, yeah! yeah. And now it's like, i can't fucking do it anymore is it like is it just me getting old or do i just need to like stop eating like a fucking asshole
1: i'll tell you man my diet when i switched it you know and that took i took a lot of help you know my girlfriend had to she she like took the dive with me she was like you know what i'll quit eating potatoes too and i'll start eating more rice and and that was sweet but when i started eating better man my shoulders started feeling better from work. My hands were 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 moving better. I always had a little tightness in my hands. Um, and when I started eating better and kind of taking care of myself and and doing more exercise outside of work because, you know, calling work exercise is, is not – it's not really because your mind state isn't there. Mm. But uh, once I started doing that, man, I, I really got to feeling a lot better to where I can – Act up more on stage. I almost get more energy living a little right, you know, a little, a little better on stage than I do wasted. You know, I've I've headbanged so many sets trashed. And then <laughs> after that, you're toast. You know, you're like, oh, you can't even talk to kids that love your music. You're like, oh man, I'm beat, you know, and uh I just like it, you know. And then I get a lot of flack because I got the. I sometimes I put my hair up in the man bun, and I'm big on the white claws. The white claws have one gram of sugar and one carbohydrate, which is great for me. Um, I can drink those without harming myself, so I get a little bit of those in, and it can still spunk myself up. But eating better and changing my diet, man, put my joints and tendons, and and it made everything feel better. So I can act up a little more,
0: dude. I'll tell you what, man. Like I am all for though the hard seltzers especially at shows like yeah. if you want to have a drink at a show like there really is not a better option because right. some of those things have enough alcohol in you to like get you a decent buzz but so oh, yeah. you still feel light and it's not like an aggressive liquor drunk and it's not like a sluggish beer drunk it's just like uh-huh. a i'm good
1: yeah it's like this is nice you know it's like a clean drunk almost you know i used to get bent on the whiskey which is terrible for diabetics but i used to get bent on that and it was like i'd feel great and i'd be all outgoing but it was like so heavy you know it was almost like a dirty buzz you'd be like oh yeah whiskey drunk i'm gonna spin a little bit now you know but those white claws you wake up you don't have a nasty hangover or anything and uh it's just easier for the diabetes. You know, you you drinking beer, that's all carbohydrates and everything else. More shots, more sugar testings, and yeah, the White Claws are perfect.
0: Yeah. yeah, the the thing that I've had to come to understanding more recently is like, I think I spent a large majority of my time drinking beer being very ignorant to the fact that there's a lot of sugar in beer that I never really thought about. And like, I don't really fuck with sugar at all. So when I'm drinking, it's like, I don't eat a whole lot of candy and I don't eat a whole lot of like sweet stuff and anything like that. But when I'm drinking beer, like I'll be drinking a good bit of beer and it all has a ton of like sugars in it. And it's probably like fucking me up on this level that my brain was never really even considering. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, it's like I used to, I used to, you know, I used to drink so much beer that my face would sweat. <laughs> you know like, my cheeks would get all shiny you know it's like eating it it's like eating too much Thanksgiving dinner yeah you know it's like once you get to where you want to be you're weighed down you know so it didn't take much for me to get out of the beer now I still like a nice IPA or something every once in a while I really like blue moon but it's carb heavy so not only does it have sugar in it but every bit of that carbohydrate's just turning into sugar
0: yeah know? I think that there's something about you need to fucking like balance it. Like, I think the thing that makes a beer good is like when I feel like I've worked for it, like, you know, I've, I've worked all day or I played a show and like, now I could fucking have a beer or two and feel good about it. Like a nice relaxing thing, but just like a beer for the sake of a beer, like ruins all like everything that's kind of great about having a beer. Yeah. Like,
1: you know, like a hard day at work, uh, a cold beer is great. You know what I mean? But like to just be like, man, I'll have a beer. It's like something's got to be, there's got to be something about that beer. You know, it's an, it's an IPA or it's a, I'm not to just grab a
0: a bush light out the fridge type of guy. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I, I can't do it. I will say this. I think that you were talking about band practice and uh, like how your band practice is a little more like professional and playing. We have yeah. a bit of an issue because Evan is a brewer. so like every week when we're at practice it's like yo we did this this week and he's always bringing stuff in it's like okay well i guess we'll have a beer and it's like fuck like like i'm happy to do it but also like fuck but like we have it's so much access to it
1: that'll get you into trouble man my uh (laughs) my step my stepbrother works for a place that sells like brewing kits for wine and beer well a couple years ago I got a wine kit for me and my girlfriend. Now, I made 38 bottles of wine, uh, you know, and I was like, wow, this, is, this was probably a bad thing. Of course, the wine was good, but uh, it was made out of strawberries and super high in sugar. And uh, that stuff becomes like a ritual, you know. I mean, don't get me wrong, man. I, I smoke a lot of weed, you know what I mean? <laughs> so that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a constant thing, you know, for
0: audio cut out the audio is out again yeah all right all yeah. right your video froze too all right well it's back we were talking about weed
1: <laughs> That weed is tight uh, it's, it's, it's good for me man it doesn't uh you know, I've been I've been at it for so long that like I don't get the super munchies, and I know what to munch on, and it's good. You know, it's it's that's about the band practice catering. Danny will bring some nice Modelos every once in a while. Those are those are kind of good. I have one of those. Sometimes I got some Trulys in there or something. <laughs> just uh sometimes it's nice. You know, you, you can't always be at band practice just pounding each other over, you know, time signatures and riffs and whatnot.
0: Yeah. It's good good to loosen up. Yeah. So For me, I find that, like, you know, because we always, we practice usually during the week. And we all work yeah. during the day. So it'll be, like, after all of us have put in fucking 8, 9, yeah. 10, 11, 12 hours, depending on the day, you know? Yeah. And it's like, fuck, now we need to be in this relaxed, calm state to fucking be creative and write and be in a good fucking mood and it could be really really fucking hard to get yourself in that mindset But, you know, sometimes a couple beers or I don't smoke, but everybody else in the band is into it. So they'll do their thing. Maybe I'll have a drink and then it kind of it levels us out. But it's also a fine line because you might drink a little bit too much or smoke a little bit too much. And all of a sudden it's like now we're just watching fucking dumb videos on YouTube for three hours and not fucking doing anything.
1: We'll see like we I a while back I started calling band practice church um just because you know for for me and i think the other guys in the band too that's what it is we look forward to it all week it really is a stress dump um you know we all got crazy jobs things all get crazy and we look forward to church every week now of course we don't go to real church we're not religious guys at all um but that's our church you know we look forward to seeing each other and uh busting our little funny jokes and you know that that whole deal so as long as we look at it like hey man it's church day we're going to church today we we try to look at it like that instead of like oh we're headed to practice you know it's just we're going to church you know it's a place where you meet with other like-minded individuals and you worship your craft you know church baby
0: I feel you. I feel you on that. I feel like I was like, as a kid, I had a lot more of a shitty outlook about uh, people that were religious. But as I've gotten older, I've like stopped giving much of a shit. Cause it's like, yo, we all need something to get through this. And you know, not everybody has fucking heavy metal for some people. It's, it is just the Bible or whatever. And like, who the fuck am I to be like, fuck you? Because right. you have something that makes you feel good.
1: Yeah, man. I, I'm all for that. Whatever makes someone happy, you know, whatever makes one individual happy is cool with me, whether it opposes me or not. You know what I mean? I, I really enjoy people being happy. That's what it's all about. I don't break anybody's neck when I'm at a party and they're like, Ooh, you know, Jesus, this or yeah, Hey, man, I'm happy for you. You found that thing. that That's good. You know?
0: Yeah. And, and then, like. like I mean, like to some degree, I mean, it's like, it's hard to like even get into this and I don't even want to, but I'm just going to throw this out there and we can just cut it off from there. But that's like how I feel like politically too, with so much stuff that's going on too. It's just like whatever, you know, you think is good for you and your family, go for it. There's definitely some stuff that I will push back against, but like You know, I mean, whatever side of the fucking political spectrum you're on, if you think that it's right for you and the people that you care about and you're taking care of everything around you, dude, like whatever is right for you, honestly.
1: Yeah, I I agree, man. I agree. You know, as long as 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 long as every, you know, like I'm I love that. What's the what's the name of that uh, movie with Will Ferrell where he coaches the the basketball team semi pro? Okay. And he's like, hey, man, everybody love everybody. You know what I mean? Like for the for just the decency of everybody, just generally appreciate another human's life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Regardless of what they they do, you know, that the world's lost track of that quite a bit.
0: Yeah, because I I know there seems like there's way too many motherfuckers out there that all think they're like Mother Teresa or Dalai Lama, like fucking imperfect, like, you know, fucking perfect and. uh, living beings that have never made a mistake. And I'm like, you motherfuckers are wild because every single person I've ever met has done some dumb ass shit in their life. And we're just fucking humans, dude. Like,
1: Yeah, I mean, I was watching on my Facebook. I was like scrolling down the timeline the other day and there's quite a few bands that have almost broken up because this political shift, you know, it's getting in these bands and it's pushing some of these dudes away from each other and they're like forget. It was so much deeper than what someone thinks. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's crazy.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's really important to uh, understand where people are coming from. Even if it's somebody that you, like, 1,000% disagree with, you have to understand that that person that you disagree with thinks that they're 100% right. Like, you both have the same sort of feeling going on here. So, uh, you know... a. Pr- Some things you need to approach with a little bit of empathy and understanding. It doesn't mean you have to agree with it. And it doesn't mean that you have to like forgive any shitty things that they've done. But I think like there's a a dramatic lack of understanding that a lot of people are willing to have. And like, it makes it like when people are like, Oh, I can't believe somebody would say this or somebody would do that. And I'm like, really, really, man, like this stuff surprises you. Yeah. Like, it's not surprising at all. you just have no understanding of how these people work right every and everybody's
1: different too. Some people have a real hard understanding that that people are completely different from you. You know what I mean there's very few times do you meet someone that's that's dead on right with you yeah you know? and I, if you if you live life thinking that people who don't think like you um are, are wrong you're, you're just not gonna have any friends you know what i mean you're, you're gonna you're gonna live kind of a uh, uh in the dark life yeah just
0: dude i feel like the,
1: disagree is, is bad
0: i feel like the biggest like political misunderstanding that most people have that i know are like these motherfuckers that like live in the city grew up in the city and have no idea what like rural america is like yeah, like it's so fucking. Cause I mean, it seems like you come from like a smaller town, so you yeah. probably you probably yeah. have a better understanding of like the majority of America is small towns. They're not these big fucking cities, and right. people that live in those small towns just operate on a different level. Like their relationship with their government and the law enforcement and their neighbors is so much different than it is in big cities. Right. But well, the-
1: you know, it, it's. It is a lot different. That's how White Thrash ended up. White Thrash, you know, when we first came out, there was so many. You know, people loved to, to pin us as, you know, White Thrash is some racist or some something like that. Which we don't really buy into that because if you study us a little bit, you realize what the real deal is. But uh, you know, where that came from was I lived in a a city where there was two types of people. There were people that lived on this side of town and they had money and they, you know, their parents lived together and everything was sweet. There was people that lived on this side of the town and things weren't that sweet. Now I was persistently by old snobby, you know, teachers constantly. I heard white trash in my name in, in the same sentence many a times. Uh, and I just kind of embraced it. You know, I was just kind of like, Oh, hmm white thrash you know what i mean and uh it didn't racism wasn't it was more of a money thing Uh, sure you know and i it was that was how i perceived it as a as a as a kid it was you had money or or you didn't and everybody was kind of lumped into the same group in my city it was like if you lived on cleveland road and on that side of, of town, you were, you know, you were trash. If you lived on this side, you were whatever. Um, and I just, that's what t- t- my neck of the woods, we were just white trash, you know? And I, I, uh, <laughs> I just, I just lumped onto to white trash and it's, it's different in every city, like you say, you know what I mean? It's, it's different how people perceive things. Now in big cities, it's a whole different rap.
0: Yeah. You know? e- ev- everything operates so much differently. And I feel like, I don't know. It's just, again, like back when, uh, you know, again, this is probably the last thing on top of this, but I want to tie this into the metal scene because there's actually a really interesting uh, branch here. But like, you know, back whenever, you know, Trump won, people were like surprised. And I just wasn't surprised at all because I was like, the majority of America are, that's what it is, is people that are into those ideals that he was talking about at the time. They're not these big city, like, Uh, progressive ideal sort of things it's like a lot of just simple people that don't want things to change they want things to be very simple and whatever you know good for them you know i'm I'm not i'm not a huge supporter of uh having donald trump as our president i think he's i don't think he's a very presidential person no but no i i agree with you yeah. <laughs> it's 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 a little absurd
1: it is it is absurd i mean to me i just wish there was a better way we could do it all without there being two parties you sure. know what i mean sure. I, wish, I wish there was a way that we could all just meet a common ground and, and and keep it moving right a lot of these wrongs that uh have been going on for a while and just uh keep it moving but that's that's easier said than done and it it takes uh It takes more people to to kind of think like that, which is hard to do.
0: Dude, you have motherfuckers that can't even get over their own ego to wear a mask to go into a fucking Sunoco.
1: Right.
0: You know, how do you think that you're going to expect them to, you know, drop the ego to uh, empathize with other people on an an even deeper level? Yeah. It's i don't know i'm not smart enough to understand how it works but i'm down for the cause whatever i gotta do you let me know yeah that's right but it's funny how this ties into metal to some degree because i don't know if you've come across this but there are more than enough people in the local metal scene that are just like insufferable yeah (laughs) especially when it comes to like having fun it's really funny to me and I've said this 10,000 times so I apologize for anyone that's heard me say this before but it's like you know if we were in high school we all would have sat at the same lunch table together we all would have been homies and like now it's like why can't we fucking cheers a beer and play shows together without it being this weird fucking like ego dick swinging contest
1: yeah yeah man I've dealt with that a lot you know what I mean and I've been playing music for a while now. I've been that dude before, you know, and it took me getting older to realize what kind of harshness that does to you. You know, uh, it's, I don't know if it's an artist thing or if, cause I don't really think it's that. I almost think that some of these dudes get wrapped up in this imaginary competitiveness. Um, you know, we had a band tell us, they had more Facebook likes. Why are we playing, later than them and i was like i don't know. I don't decide that you know what i mean i was like i don't you know we just showed up and we play when they tell us to play you know what i'm saying so yeah it's 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 weird you know i i can't say i can't act like that musician who's never had a gripe because i have but uh there's definitely some some ones that are just like really dude like okay you know
0: Yeah, I think that when I was younger, I was probably a little bit more. I probably had my moments as well. I think it's just something that comes with like age and being in this for so long, and just kind of like, dude, like I don't give a fuck. Like I don't care how many fucking Facebook likes you have versus what we have. You know what I mean? Like we're we're both playing the same fucking forty-five cap room right now. You know what I mean? Like get, get fucking over yourself, dude. Like god damn
1: that's just shred you know
0: what I mean (laughs) yeah fuck dude so you know moving forward here in the future uh probably gonna wrap this up here in a minute do you want to do any sort of shout outs for your band or anything or anything that's coming up or any homies you want to shout out
1: we're playing uh, August first Horde Fest at the subalpine with Nunslaughter and Horde Ordeal. They're you know, they've been a death metal band around Pittsburgh forever. Leprosy's playing there, you know, they've been death metal band forever. It's a great festival. We played it last year. There's vendors, there's you know, it's cool. And I'm I'm thinking it's gonna be another cool one this year. Iron Brigade's playing. Uh I said Horrid Ordeal, slaughter, Leprosy. There's somebody else, man. I feel dumb because I can't think of it, but it's going to be a killer show. Um, And uh, we're going to try and get around as much as possible. Um, Our third album, Slam Barbecue, will be out, you know, here soon, hopefully, you know, before the year ends. And we're just going to keep plugging it away, you know
0: hell yeah dude i i hope that we fucking get to play a show together at some point in time sooner than later we'll definitely have to fucking make it happen and uh yeah dude i appreciate you taking a little bit of time to chat with me today and hop on last minute uh i think that i think that we were i think this was overdue anyway so i'm glad it happened it's good it's good to just chat with you
1: hell yeah man it was a blast
0: Dude, thank you so much. So I'm going to do an outro, and then that'll be it. Cool. All right.
1: Sounds good, Brian. Thanks, brother.
0: You got it, dude. And that is all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. One more time. Cody Newkirk, thank you for being here. I'll be back again in a couple days with another episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat. 2020. Woo, woo. Thanks for listening. And we're done, my dude. That's it. I'm gonna fade this out. And that is a fucking podcast, man. That's it.